Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Synergen Leadership Podcast. For those of you who are listening for the first time, my name's Julian Carl and I'm CEO and the co-founder of Synergen Group. I'm passionate about all things leadership and management, so passionate in fact that I decided to start a podcast about it. And here we are in season two and my purpose for the podcast continues to be the same, to raise the standard of leadership. In today's show, I introduce some content around genius networking that we use in our face-to-face leadership programs. This is our eighth content episode for season two, and also happens to be the eighth content episode of our Synergen curriculum ecosystem. So networking is an essential component of successful leadership, and many leaders struggle with it. So during the episode, I begin by explaining exactly what genius networking is. I look at some of the definitions of networking and seven networking considerations. We look at the three-step process for genius networking and how it can be implemented. And I end the episode by looking at follow-through and how to network with purpose. So keep listening. And as always, we'd really like to hear your thoughts on our content around genius networking. And if there's any leadership or management idea or content that you'd like me to explore on the show, please send me through an email or LinkedIn message. Now on with the show. Happy listening. Welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast with Julian Carl. Julian returns in 2019 with weekly conversations with leaders and authors from Australia and around the world, giving you the opportunity to share in their journey and learn from their expertise and knowledge. Julian also shares some of the tools and techniques he uses as a leader, mentor and facilitator, helping you to build your leadership capability and improve your confidence as a leader. So it's great to be back with you again to talk about another topic which I think is crucial to leadership success, and it's this idea of genius networking. So successful leaders always understand that one of the reasons that they are successful is found in the quality of relationships that they have, and they always make sure that they've got relationships with the right people. And quite often this is done through networking. And I think networking is often overlooked by many leaders as not necessarily a core function of their leadership role. And I believe that this can lead to missed opportunities and importantly, can sometimes impact operational performance. And so I think about my own time as a leader and I think when I first started out in the leadership role, I definitely wasn't focused on networking and I can probably trace back probably a number of opportunities that were lost for me as a business owner now simply because I didn't have this focus on networking. And so what I think the most effective leaders have is what what we're calling for this is a genius network. And so genius networks are comprised of key people in key roles. And then your relationships with these key individuals is at a sufficient depth that you have the ability to call at any time, ask for guidance, support or assistance. And the principle of the Genius Network should be applied to both internal relationships and external relationships and should be built as a priority and maintained over time. You know, your your networks just don't suddenly appear and it's very easy to lose touch with people in your networks. And so one of the most common misconceptions about networking is that it is only for salespeople or account managers who are looking to sell something. Couldn't be further from the truth. So some of the definitions we include around networking are that it's about expanding your social or business network or sphere of influence by initiating mutually advantageous new relationships with people. It's about developing expertise, sharing and building relationships. It's about creating contacts with other people and maintaining those contacts. 
It's about acquiring and maintaining information about people who might be useful contacts for specific purposes. It's about using a contact in an ethical manner to help you each meet your specific goals. It could be a connection of two people so that they can share resources. It can be a supportive system of sharing information and services amongst individual, individuals and groups having a common interest. And of course, it's always about building and maintaining positive relationships with people who have or could have positive contributions to make to you in a range of roles. So networking is not about me first or what's in it for me proposition. Networking is just schmoozing, handing out business cards, selling, marketing or small talk. Some of those activities might be part of the networking process and should be considered as part of the process, but they are not the process. And networking isn't an event that only takes place outside of the organization. So I want to talk to you about some of these seven networking considerations now, because in, in many cases, leaders are unsure about where to start their networking activities, and quite often they're very focused on what they believe are the most important aspects of the role, and networking gets pushed to the side and given little consideration. So number first of these seven networking considerations is prepare, prepare a networking plan. And so with proper preparation implementation, networking plan can be your catalyst for dramatically changing the way you deal with, obtain and maintain your business relationships. So I'm going to give you a bit of a, a structure when we get to the, the, the core piece around this genius network idea. Second of the seven networking considerations is this idea of starting with your own workplace. Depending on the type of business you're in, there are certainly key people that you need to have a depth of relationship with. Now, the relationship is about advancing you, but it's also about advancing them. And if you come at it from the point of view of uh, what can you do to, to support them, what value can you offer them, I think you're going to be in a really good position. Third big thing to think about is this idea of face-to-face. -face. Now, what we know is that uh, one of the most... The, biggest talking points around networking is LinkedIn. So over 600 million members now, LinkedIn is clearly the so-called platform of choice for business professionals. The reality is though you need to, if you really want to build a strong network, just having a big LinkedIn connection list is not enough. Your relationships need to be face to face. Fourth consideration is I'd like you to get this around this idea of having some form of contact book. Now that could be as simple as all the people in your phone, could be the way you want to store your data in an Excel spreadsheet, doesn't matter. But it's just a really good way of making sure that you're, you're really across who are your key people in your uh, genius network. Another thing to think about with networking is that you should be out there reading industry publications. You should be out there thinking about how can you add value to the people in your network. And industry publications, whether online or offline, are a really useful way of gathering insight that you can share with people in your network. Same as the sixth consideration, which is this idea of attending industry events. So there are so many industry events out there. And I know some of the listeners are thinking, oh, my God, I want to go to a networking function. You don't necessarily feel comfortable um, in, when you rock up into that particular environment and completely understand I'm probably one of those as well. So choose your industry events carefully and you know there's nothing wrong with going along with other people who you know and starting to build your networking skills and capability gradually. And I, I mentioned before LinkedIn. 
And that's the seventh networking consideration. If you are not on LinkedIn and you're a business professional, I'm going to strongly encourage you to get on LinkedIn. Build your profile. Take your LinkedIn profile seriously, more to the point. It's not just about having your resume out there. And I do want to implore all the business leaders out there, get active on LinkedIn in terms of sharing your ideas and sharing your thoughts, sharing your challenges, what's happening. LinkedIn is a great way to meet people. It's a great way to start off building relationships, but it very much does tie to this idea that we do need to build relationships around face-to-face, -face, not just having a really big number of connections on LinkedIn. So there's a little, little bit of introduction stuff around uh, networking, but what I really want to do in this episode is talk to you about this idea of the genius network. So let's look at it through the lens of an internal uh, perspective first. So let's say you're a, a generalist leader, you're running some form of team in a, you know, a, a business which is, is, has got a few people in it and a few different departments in it. And so I think it's really important that you have key relationships with key people. As an example, probably want to make sure that you've got a very strong relationship with someone in the HR field or the HR team. That might be a HR business partner, it might be a HR manager. Probably want to make sure that you've got a really strong relationship with someone in the sales or account management team or customer service, depending on how your business is structured. Probably want to make sure you've got a really good contact in terms of the finance team. You know, if you've got your people that are having payroll issues or payment issues, it's really useful if you've got a really strong relationship with someone in that finance team. Same as with IT. Do you have someone in the IT team that's really supportive of you and, and, and that you can call as part of your genius network? Now, depending on the size of the organization, you might have other departments, you might have operations, you might have maintenance, you might have warehousing, production, you might have logistics, transport, it doesn't matter. The idea is that what I'd like you to start with is thinking about who should be in your network. And the way you do that is you map out the major departments within your business. This is step number one. You map out the major departments who are in your business, IT, finance, HR, sales, marketing, production, warehousing, logistics, transport. Map all those out and put down who should be in your network within each of those key areas. And when I mean your network, it's not just, oh, you know, hey, how you doing? It's not just a passing surface level relationship. It's the sort of relationship where you can call that person and ask for advice. Sort of person where that person, relationship where that person can call you and ask for advice and support and guidance. Remember, networking is a two-way street. It's certainly not all about what you can get. It's just as much about how you can add value. So first step in your genius network is who are the key people in each of those key areas of your business? Second step of uh, your genius network is this idea of who is in your network. So in the first step, we looked at who should be, and now we start to look at who is in your network. Now, hopefully what you'll find is that some of those key people that you should have a network in, you actually do have a relationship with. And so now it's about exploring the level of depth of your relationship. So some of the key things you need to consider. Department, what do they do? You need to be thinking out the identifiable outcomes that they deliver to you and your team. Think about things such as how long have you known this person? How would you describe the quality of the relationship? Why? 
What are their key priorities? How can you help them? How do you interact with them? What do you offer them? And importantly, how could you improve the quality of your relationship? And look, this can have dramatic impacts on your business. I'll give you a perfect example. I introduced this piece of content to a particular organization I'm working with uh, probably about eight weeks ago now from when I've recorded this podcast. Literally this week, I uh, was back working with that team. And as always, when I do leadership programs, I do a little bit of a review. And one of the participants, their big key thing was this idea of their genius network. And it really forced them to consider who is in their genius network. Now, so far, I've only asked you to think about your internal genius network. I'm going to enc- I'm encouraging you to think about it from an external perspective as well. And that's where this particular leader had the big, big impact. So what they identified is in their logistics business where they use labor hire company, they were not getting the quality of labor that they needed. They'd get people that weren't suitable either because they didn't have the correct uh, licenses and tickets or their attitudes weren't. Uh, suitable or they were just poor performers generally this leader just was not getting the quality of candidate that you should expect as a customer so she went on a bit of a search to try to find out who was the account manager for the labor hire firm what she found was that there was no account manager what she found was that no one in the own business knew who the account manager was and so essentially she had to google get in contact with this particular organization and say, well, who is your account manager for us now? When she did that, she found out who that was and she made the point to go and see them face-to-face, to speak to them face-to-face, to tell her what she needed as a customer, to make sure they were very clear about what her expectations were. And this is what happened. The, immediately, the quality of the labor that was provided to her has dramatically increased. And when I say dramatically, I mean dramatically. She has said that she's never experienced anything like it in terms of the turnaround from having these average labor hire people turn up on site to these exceptional labor hire people turn up on site to the point where they're actually thinking it, uh, offering some of them permanency in the business. So this is a perfect example of where it's always useful to refresh our network, to think about who we know. So the first step is, who should be in your network. Second step is who is in your network and then do a bit of a deep dive into the quality of your relationship around them. So now we go to stage three of the genius networking process, which is this idea that you actually need to come up with some next steps. And I just mean some vague idea. I oh, you know, I'll catch up with them with a coffee when I can. No, that's, that's not good enough. I mean specifics. And then look, coffee might be the mechanism, but what are you actually catching up with them for at that coffee? And when is the date of that coffee? So what I'd like you to do is when you go through this process of genius networking, identify who should be in your network, explore the detail about who is in your network, and then I'd like you to list three key things for each person, three key steps. And this is where you do need to be specific. It could be you want to have a coffee. It could be that you need to organize a phone hookup with them. It could be that you need to send them an email and organize to go and see a client together. It doesn't matter what it is, but you need to be very specific. You need to be very specific about what your outcome is. What are you actually looking to achieve? Now, obviously, we want to make sure we've got a depth of relationship with everyone in your genius network. 
You want them to feel as though they can always come to you, that they can call you at any time, ask your advice, guidance, support, whatever it might be, and that you're there for them. Can't stress enough how important this idea of networking is in terms of being a two-way street. It's not just about what you can get. It's about it's more about what you can give. So three key steps for each of the key people in your genius network. I am going to encourage you to look at this from the internal and external perspective. I mentioned that before. So internal could be, like I said, sales, marketing, customer service, production, warehousing, transport, logistics, maintenance, HR, IT, finance. There's some examples of internal. External could be things like who are your key suppliers, who are your key customers, knowing who the key contractors are. Now, if you think about the suppliers in particular, are you getting the best level of service that you could be from all your different suppliers? Like I mentioned in that story before, that's going to be determined solely on the basis of the quality of your relationship with a particular supplier. So who are all those people that you have relationships with? What's the quality of that relationship? And then what are three steps that you're going to commit to in terms of outcomes, times, dates, methods to keep building those relationships? So now that you've done all that, you've thought about who should be in your network, who is in your network, quality of relationship, and you know what your next steps are, there's a challenge that lies ahead for you, and that is that you, you've put some thought into this. You want to build these relationships, you want to strengthen them, but this does require ongoing commitment and a legitimate desire to keep building deep and long-lasting relationships with people in your genius network. So in terms of getting this done, couple of things to, to think about here. First is focus your attention. Follow through on those activities that you detailed that you thought about. That's really going to allow you to make the most of this, this idea. Don't worry about perfectionism. doesn't matter if the quality of relationship isn't where it needs to be. It's about getting out there. It's about starting. And it doesn't matter if you don't have a key relationship with every key person in every key department yet. Don't get stuck in the idea of perfectionism and just start. Think about the way you work. Technology is changing the way we do business. LinkedIn is a great way of starting a relationship, but that's it's going to be a very much a, a not have a lot of depth to it unless you take it offline so that it becomes face-to-face. Set realistic expectations for yourself. Don't think that you're suddenly going to have the world's greatest network overnight. Takes time, takes effort, takes commitment. You start chipping away, so set maybe a little bit of time each week or each day, depending on what's possible for you in terms of building your genius network. And establish limits. I mean, we've got to think about this, that you know, there's so much going on in our lives, so much from a professional and personal perspective that's happening. We do need to think about you know, what are our limits in terms of making these types of ideas become reality. And so the final thing I want to leave you with uh, in this short episode about uh, genius networking is this idea of networking with purpose. And so there's 12 keys that we talk about in our programs to networking to purpose. And the first key is understand why networking is so important. And essentially the, the answer to this is that one of the first principles of leadership is relationships are a key to your success. Second key is this idea of building your personal brand. 
you do want to make sure that uh, you are thinking about it. And the reason I say that is we all have a personal brand, whether we like it or not. Said it many times. I don't believe enough leaders think about what their brand is and how they're represented out into the broader marketplace, how they're represented to the people that work with them. So think about your brand. What is it? Are you happy with it? I do want you to think about this idea of focus on quality, not quantity. Having deep and meaningful relationships with a smaller network is far more valuable than having thousands and thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn who don't even know you. And if you're in the same room together, you might not even recognize each other. So focus on quality, not quantity. I'm going to encourage you to put together a networking plan. It could be something as simple as, you know, you're going to reach out to one new person a week or you're going to start trying to have a coffee a, a month with a particular uh, individual, whatever it is, have a bit of a plan how you go about it. I'm going to strongly encourage you to network with your customers. You want to make sure that your quality of relationship with your customers is first rate. You want to make sure that that's a deep relationship. I'm going to encourage you to network with your suppliers. That's really important because if you've got a really good relationship with your suppliers, you'll often get a better deal. You'll often get better service. You'll often be able to explore ideas and solutions that can deliver you real business outcomes. I know that uh, we, we've done that very successfully with our bookkeeper, as an example. Network with your peers. So make sure that you're out there. You know, whatever level of leadership you're on, find some peers. Start to share success. Start to talk to them about the challenges they face challenges you face. Network with your competitors. It's a little bit of a challenging one, uh, but you never do know how the relationship will develop. And I do believe this, that depending on the, the size of business you are and depending on the type of business you are, sometimes your talent selection will come directly from your competitors. So it's a good idea to know who's around. And if you need some help with networking, ask for it. Some people are very naturally comfortable in those social events. If you've got someone in your team that's that way inclined, go along with them. They'll, they'll be able to help you along with the networking. And there's other people that might be very comfortable on LinkedIn. Ask them about how they do it and can they help. And talking about LinkedIn, I'm going to encourage you again, build that profile. It's part of your personal brand. It's part of the way that you are viewed these in this modern time as a, as a business professional, as a leader of choice. You can consider conferences and events, but if you do go to those things, be interested, not interesting. And this basically means that you talk about yourself less and you talk about the other person the most. So you ask lots of questions. What is it that you do? Why did you decide to come to this conference? What have you taken away from it so far? What are some of the challenges you face in your business? Question, 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 question. That is how you build relationships. Not all about, oh, I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. Do we really want to talk to people like that? No, we don't. And the final thing I'd think about or encourage you to think about when it comes to networking with purpose, and it's this idea of adding value. How much value can you add? And it's this idea of adding stacking, adding and stacking so much value that eventually, in some shape or form, opportunities may come back to you. But that's not your primary focus. It's about building a network. It's about committing to the network. And it's about adding tremendous value to everyone that's in your network. 
So there you have it, bit of, a bit of insight into uh, another piece of curriculum that we teach as part of our leadership programs. It's this idea of genius networking. I'll refresh it again for you. Think about who should be in your network. Think about who is in your network. And then think about what your next steps are. Pretty simple framework. Very, very effective though. And you've got to make sure you've got deep, long-standing quality relationships with all the key people, both internally and externally. And as always, if you're interested in getting uh, some, some samples of some of the, the, the materials that we use and present in our programs, I'm more than happy to send it to you. Just got to reach out to me on LinkedIn or reach out to me via email, julian at synergengroup.com.au. Happy to share some content with you. So uh, until uh, next time, uh, happy listening. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up episode 82 of the Sinjin Leadership Podcast, another content and curriculum ecosystem episode for you. I'd like to encourage you to head on over to the Sinjin Group website and engage in the conversation with us. Tell us what you liked about the episode, tell us who you'd like us to interview, or tell us what sort of content you'd like us to deliver. And if you are an iPhone user, always going to encourage you, please feel free, head on over to the Apple website, leave us a review, it really does help us build awareness of the podcast. In next week's episode, we have another great interview for you where I chat with Kieran Flanagan and Dan Gregory, authors of Forever Skills, the 12 skills to future-proof yourself, your team, and your kids. It's another great author interview episode. So until then, love to hear what you think. Happy listening. Happy listening.